The 2001 Academy Awards almost didn't happen. After the attacks of September 11th, people thought that a gathering of the biggest celebrities in America would be a target for another attack. But the producers refused to even delay the ceremony, claiming that it would send the message that the terrorists won. The ceremony was also notable for other reasons. It was the first time it was held in Hollywood in 40 years. It was the first ceremony hosted by a woman, and the first time a category was specifically for animated features. But one thing that didn't change, the Academy's taste. Once again, a story about a white guy overcoming adversity took the grand prize. The movie, from the writer of Batman and Robin and the director of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, tells the exciting story of how a mathematician overcame schizophrenia with the help of a loving wife. Although it ignores his homosexual relationships, his issues with domestic violence, and the divorce it all led to. Was this really the best picture of 2001? Was it better than the other nominees, including Fellowship of the Ring? We'll discuss all that and more on Best Pictures. Terrified, mortified, petrified, stupefied by you. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm joined, as always, by... The prodigal roommate returns. I'm Chad. There's no point in being nuts if you can't have some fun with it. I'm Mark. Uh, and like I said, this is Best Pictures. It's normally how this works is we pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive, mm-hmm. but we also dip into what the Academy picked oh. for what was the best picture of that year. This and is the we first are I'm this. doing that. And they chose A Beautiful Mind, a Ron Howard picture starring Russell Crowe. But before we talk even a little about that, I want to know what you boys saw recently at the Megaplex. Well, I saw a uh, stupendous movie, mm. uh, Stuber. Mm. I mean, um, that's something. Well, yeah, that is that is something. What do you think of Stuber? Um, the two people I saw it with liked it mm-hmm. more than me. I think uh, the two people on this podcast like it more than you as well. Yeah, even if only slightly. Like um, I thought it was fine. I mean, I like Kumail. And mm-hmm. I like Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. uh, and I like that Dave Bautista was blind the whole time. That's a, that's a fun that was a bit. it was a funny bit that yeah the whole you, like like cop being blind and being like bad at his job because he's blind a bit that was really funny. And Dave let Bautista us be and clear, really just in funny. case you haven't seen this movie, and it sounds like we're saying it's fucking hilarious because it's a movie about a blind cop. Okay, the premise no. is that he gets LASIK <laughs> yeah. in the morning. Yeah, so he Normally yep. he can see, but he is just like fucking around because yeah, he can't see I, that well. It's not funny when people are blind. Right. But it's funny when this guy still has the same confidence as if he could see, Right, but he just had LASIK. Also the same like... Um, shooting ability as when he could see like, sort of right. fucking no he was using like dudes. sonic sound superpowers yeah. to like <laughs> aim his gun basically to get uh, headshots it's a little more possible than you guys think like if no. you are tra- no come on if you are trained in it and you hear a sound you can identify the direction the sound is coming from like you yeah, the direction but- not where the dude's head is yeah he kicks a pot and he, then he shoots him between the eyes. I mean, that's he told Kumail fucking throw cares. a. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie, but don't pretend that that's feasible even a little bit. It, it the thing is, it is a little bit. 
Like, I mean, the unfeasibility, I don't know. It's it's not, feasible that he'd know the part of the room he's in, but I mean, if you are like trained a, to identify sounds from wherever they come uh, from, yes, you're saying you couldn't pinpoint it to a small degree. You can't, but that doesn't mean he couldn't. But it's not like what, what this is a very s- tiny detail of this movie that we're arguing <laughs> over. I thought it's that so it was a fun movie, and I, um. <laughs> I liked it. I, yeah, it made me happy solid. that like he didn't go to the girl that I I thought that he was going to end up with the girl the whole time and he didn't and that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Also, he ended up being with Natalie Morales, which made me even more happy. Right. All in mm-hmm. all, a good film. Yeah, it's like it makes me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> it was a pleasant I, time in the Cineplex. I thought it the was first okay, act was, and I'm not mad that I saw it, but I don't know. You the first act was a little bit slow. Really? It has a nice uh, Jimmy Totro playing a uh, Channing Tatum character, which is always nice. <laughs> he was great. He, he truly was playing Channing Tatum character a little bit, but nah, he 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 was good in it. I liked his facial hair. Maybe yes. real bad and real good. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's the last comedy we're ever gonna see in theaters. So I mean, may as well enjoy it. I fucking guess. Yeah, um, you know the 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 studio comedy is dying I think out completely. Just typically, like I guess when I've gone to see a comedy in theaters, it's been more like game changing, mind blowingly good. Like I mean, Booksmart earlier this summer was like a really really good comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Game Night we talked about a lot last year is like being like a really really good studio comedy. And then this blockers. one was fine. Well, it was in Blockers, yeah. yeah. And this one was fine. But I think I just, Look, like, I, I don't know. I had this weird expectation going into it. I, I don't know. I didn't expect it would be at game night blockers level, but I, I don't know. Yeah, that that's it, interesting it is, that you, you saying you, like, came in with expectations on it. Because I, like, didn't. I just yeah. was like, eh, it's out. I came in expecting tag, and it was better than tag. It was so better I than would, tag. I was definitely it better that. than tag. It's better than tag. I gave it a half star rating higher than tag. I just, yeah. I just it's not a miscarriage joke at the end. Yeah, fuck tag. Here's the thing. Yeah, fuck you tag. Know, that tag, movie sucks. Tag bad. I, I probably have it rated too high for how I feel about that movie. Um, yeah, I think tag just lost another half star rating. So <laughs> like super's got a full star above. Yeah, tag it sucks. Um, yeah. I, uh, I just, I don't know it. I try not to whine about the film industry because the film industry is always. It's been the Bad. same. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's art and commerce meeting. There's always going to be things that seem a bit shallow, et cetera. Um, but uh, so I try not to get too bogged down in it because things are cyclical. They'll come back around. But it, it, it's a little disheartening that like comedies are getting harder and harder to find in uh, in theaters. Um, yeah. On an indie scale, there's a ton, and uh, mm-hmm. I I saw somebody talking on Twitter like that's gonna kind of have to be the way that they evolve, the way horror had to, where someone like Blumhouse makes them for four million dollars. Like th- the era of a forty million dollar comedy just probably isn't gonna happen anymore. Yeah, right. which is which is fine. It does mean that like yeah. all of the the stars of comedies are moving on to blockbusters that can that will pay them more. Yeah, I mean, no, Kumail's a in a thing, Marvel though. movie. <laughs> like, it's not... Conf- I mean, actually, Comic-Con has happened by the time this came out. They've probably confirmed that Kumail's in that I mean, Marvel. Billy We've probably Eichner seen a trailer Rogen for Eternals or whatever. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, hey, Cody, I, I, are you going to ask me? Oh, Mark, you go ahead. I was, yeah, I'm trying I to was, let my other co-host speak, Chad. So yeah. I was going to say was along those lines of not having comedies in theaters anymore, I, I don't mind the fact that comedies are going straight to Netflix because I think the comedies are maybe like, you don't need to see them in a theater as much as like, if the options were Avengers in theaters and comedies on Netflix or comedies in theaters and Avengers on Netflix. Fair enough. I'm glad that it is the way that it is, it is now. It, yeah. I agree, but I I mean, I like seeing every movie in theaters. Yeah, of course. Thing, me but, too. Um, kind of makes me the laugh. Popcorn now, Chad. And the butter and the, and the, the camaraderie. Oh, what were you going to ask me, Cody? The, is um, that a child? Or yeah, a cat I was going to ask about the baby screaming in the background of you. Oh yeah, that's, that's my kid. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I told. I swear, I told you guys I had a kid. I never mentioned well, it. I saw um, you last weekend. No, I so. promise you, I mentioned the baby. Mm, I don't know that you did. I okay. don't remember that. Yeah, I got uh, a kid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that just chills. Yeah. Hey, good to know. What did you, What did you see at the Megaplex? Let's see. It's what, like July. Don't I don't know. Don't date us. I guess it's it, like yeah, July fifteenth. It, so it's, it's around like the middle of summer, mid midsummer ish. Yeah. I saw midsummer. Yeah, it's like uh, um, that's why we were doing. Yeah, I'm sorry, you yeah. saw. I think you mean midsummer. Midsummer, midsummer. Movie about a creepy festival, and cult members and breakups, and it's real good. Uh huh. Yeah. I think this is another one you liked less than me and Mark, though, which I don't I know that I'm. It hasn't stuck with me in a weird way. For me, I feel like it's gotten better in my mind the more time I've had away from it. But the Mine's ending, flipped. the ending, I still have issues with. Um, oh, the ending is the part that like kind of makes the most sense to me. Oh, really? See, I love yeah. the ride. I think it's filmed beautifully. I think there's a lot of great performances in it, a lot of great craft. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, star of tomorrow, star of today. Has never uh, made any mistakes other than potentially dating Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't, I blame her a little bit. Why Why? Why does she want to date Zach Braff? They, but yeah, Zate, come on. Ugh. Well, you know why? It's because she was fucking like just chilling in New York, and he was like, "Hey, have you heard this song?" And he put headphones on her, and she yeah. had fucking never heard the Smiths, so yeah. like they fell and in she love. She really liked it. She really um, liked it. She yeah. was like, "This is a cool she thing." She was you're like doing, nodding her head to the song. Smiling. She was like, yeah. "Man, I can't wait to meet your brother, Sheldon Cooper, dressed up in a wizard outfit." <laughs> hey, you guys ever seen Garden State? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't. I just I know the reference. Um, you probably should watch it. Anyway. I Cody, you remember like when we in college we watched Garden State and then Sheldon came on in a night outfit and this dude laughed for no joke ten straight minutes. I think that's when you and I realized Garden State was like fine. It's definitely when I realized I that I good. hated that one dude. Yeah, for sure. He's like, he oh, saw Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon came on on screen in like not necessarily a comedic scene. He didn't say a single word, and the dude was like, dude, it's Sheldon. <laughs> it's it, fucking Sheldon. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what a, I do every time flag. I watch Big Little Lies and say Young Sheldon. I just fucking <laughs> burst out laughing. <laughs> that's that's what I do when I watch Young Sheldon, the show, but that's just because it's a funny show. Yeah, just He's young. Um, He's are young. We, are we talking about Big Bang Theory, or are we talking yes. about uh, Midsummer? Uh, I, 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 was, I may uh, rather talk about Big Bang I thought Big I was Theory. talking about my, my thoughts... We were talking uh, about uh, Young Big Sheldon Summer. and the the Boyzinga Wonder. <laughs> okay. Boyzinga. Okay. Okay. 
Sorry, go ahead. Midsummer. So Midsummer. I like that's what they said when they fell off that cliff. Bazinga! <laughs> okay, <well>, spoiler alert. <laughs> we um, spoiled the, all of Stuber. The second act. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't um, know. okay. Anyways. I liked Midsummer a lot as well. Yeah, I think leaving the theater, I liked it more than both of you. And it sounds like yes. Chad has has risen the ranks to be on my level I, of Midsummer appreciation. I, I think I've fallen a little bit. I think it's great. You I jumped. still don't buy the ending. I feel like there's some character things that happen that I just do not believe. And that's a big deal. But like it's just such a masterfully created ride. I think Ari Aster is definitely a master director. Can't wait to see what else he makes. I think I think my only issue with the end is the same to, with my issue to the end of uh, Hereditary where it's like he just suddenly drops like a whole I'm I'm sorry Chad's cat. Um he he drops like a ton of lore on you and it's really hard to catch up to the the world building he's doing and also the emotional stakes that the characters are going through. Mm-hmm. Um and and not in a bad way but just in a really overwhelming way. That's I mean, so interesting. The 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 ending of Midsummer works for me perfectly. I think a lot of stuff as it goes out like I think it's good. It just like I don't know, hasn't mm-hmm. stuck with me completely. I don't the beginning being as intense as it is, I mean, it's meant to horrify you, I guess is the point. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Um, but, like, yeah, no, I mostly like it, and I like that it's about, like, very clearly about a boyfriend kind of gaslighting his girlfriend and, like, being shitty and, like, her apologizing for him being shitty. Like, all of that stuff is really good to yeah, me. Yeah, that's but... the really... That's the good stuff. That's, like, what I love about this movie. Yeah. But, just, the, but I, the performances are yeah. a little... And, like, I don't know. We debated this as the the as we were waiting outside the theater because we did happen to see this movie together. Yeah, which um, when else does that happen other yeah, than literally. X-Men Apocalypse? The last time that happened was like this. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I get why they stayed the whole time because they're anthropologists. I was actually in the camp of arguing like, no, it makes sense they stayed, but it is kind of like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a, I don't know. I, I think it's good. I think it's good. The ending works for me. It's just like, it's it's not fair to compare movies when you're watching movies, mm-hmm. but also like that is what you have to do. And I just enjoy Hereditary more. Kind of. From I agree. Start I, th- to I think finish. that's his better. Yeah. I think that's his better movie. I yeah. think he needs to adapt Rosemary's Baby, and that will be a perfect movie. You said that I, to me, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't need to see Rosemary's Baby again. No, I, I mean, need to I, see Ari I think Aster's that- take on it. I think that if, think if he's going to adapt anything, it should be Rosemary's Baby because it's culty and it's about like a woman being gaslighted by her husband and feeling mm-hmm. crazy. But it's really like just the circumstances that are crazy. No, I mean, I, it, it, it's a perfect match, but I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I like horror directors. I don't need him to stay in horror forever. Here's, I'm ready to see his non-horror movie. Here's what I will say about him we directing Rosemary's Baby. which he was Midsummer. Yes. Um, uh, the, the the thing about him directing Rosemary's Baby, which he won't do, is that I would love to see a Rosemary's Baby that was not directed by a rapist. That'd be um, great. So he's uh, got there's a, a television so, miniseries. So he's got to so. direct Rosemary's Baby, uh, uh-huh. not rape anybody, and then uh-huh. we'll have the perfect movie. Well, yeah. he's at it. Can you also make you make I Love You, Daddy? Um, so well, I can watch I that. I don't know that we need well. that film. <laughs> Why not? In general. We definitely <laughs> don't. As someone who has seen a bootleg copy of it, <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> 
Um, but it, I don't know. Rosemary's Baby matching with Ari Aster is like when they announced Robert Eggers for Nosferatu. I was like, fuck. I mean, that match makes sense. For real. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That it's, it's like when they announced but... um, uh, Greta Gerwig for, for Barbie. Barbie. I was like, that perfect makes fit. the most sense. See, perfect I fit. don't see how it's a perfect fit, but I'm here for it because like, I'm here for no, Gerwig. We're joking. We don't understand. We do, <laughs> okay. We're like, we are on board. Gotcha. Let me speak for myself. Yeah. I'm one billion percent on board especially like margot robbie playing the lead like and greta gerwig potentially directing it i'm like yeah yeah absolutely i don't know what the fucking pitch of the movie is though like what is the movie i need to hear more before i can get truly hyped but like i'll be excited about any greta gerwig uh project ever and i wish she was i wish she was directing cats anyway so i what'd you see I hope by the time this has come out, I've seen a Cats trailer. I want to address that up front. Yeah. There's nothing... I uh, would not bet on it. I I think I'd it's coming out it. in time for Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, which is still two weeks away. Fuck. That's yeah, the release? Not, not Lion King? We d- I don't know. I think it would be dumb of them for to release it after Comic-Con when a bunch of trailers get dropped, but uh-huh. no one's asking me. Um... I think if you ask me right now, what would I rather see, Rise of Skywalker or the trailer for Cats, I'd have to think about it. Um, because I don't want to... Rise of Skywalker, I'm, I'll have to discuss like with people with right. bad takes. Cats is just going to meld everybody's brains. They won't I be able like to think. Whether we all love or whether we all hate Cats, there will be a unified opinion of Cats. And hey, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's Chad, what America needs. We're not going to like it. Cats is bad. But Cats sucks. I think Cody Lunsford. Hey, Cats sucks. Hey man. Hey. Have you seen Cats, Chad? No, I just know the song Memories and it's pretty good. It's bad. Um so the movie that I saw at the Megaplex is arguably the biggest of all of these and we've already spent so much time talking about the other ones but it was Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, which hopefully Where, everyone's seen cuz I want to I want to talk about what I really like about the movie and that's Go for it. Spoilery. Then. Mysterio. <laughs> He's yeah, so it's, good. It's, it's a spoiler Mysterio's in the movie. No, the turn. <laughs> That uh-huh. the movie takes for the, non. I mean, the fact that readers, the, the fact, the fact that, that Mysterio is doing Mysterio shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact that Mysterio is the character Mysterio. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> hey, sure. spoilers, spoilers, guys. Spider Man's in this one, and he uses web slingers. Guys, and he does Spider Man stuff. The He's way Peter Parker. they do <gasps> it. What rules? That's what I love about these Spider Man movies is they take the like classic villain and they make it like the MCU version of it perfectly. Yes. It's like, this is how it fits into MCU makes total sense that he was a former Stark employee who invented barf and that that's how he uh, was able to do all the illusions so well. It to some, rules. Yeah. To some degree. I like, I, I like that they connect everything all, also, it's a little mm. much that every Spider-Man villain so far has been a star, like a disgruntled, they're mad at Tony Stark. Which, I kind of wish his villains would exist on his own terms. Which, the, the our Spider-Man in the MCU loves Stark, so oh I love my. that. So uh, I, love I don't it. think I've that Vulture... That. I love it all. Vulture wasn't mad at... Vulture wasn't mad at Stark specifically as mm. much as he was like the Avengers in the world in which he lives. 
I mean, he's, he robs Stark specifically, though, and but, I think but he, he wants—it's like because he wants Chitari tech, not yeah, nothing well, against I, I mean, Stark. Literally, but, Stark took his like business from him at the beginning of the movie. He well, had a vendetta against Stark. Damage control. Damage control did. Shield did, but not Stark. Well, no, like but, that's, uh, Stark, but in general, in no, general, it, what. I, it, it 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 was let the record state that I, I know that it was Stark. It was okay. it was Stark and Shield together. They both created damage control. Yep. Let but the, I, still, I, I do think it's cool that Spider Man is like dealing with the aftermath of the MCU and like directly responding to the MCU, whereas a lot of the MCU movies are like kind of just forging ahead without looking backwards at all. Mm-hmm. And phase three largely has been good about that, um, like being reactionary things and like yeah, because yeah. even Black Panther is reacting to Civil War where mm-hmm. his dad died. Yeah. Um, spoilers, dude. Sorry for I, spoilers I for like the care. first act of Civil War, <laughs> and um, it came out five years ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Spider Man Far From Home was very good. I liked it's it. very lot. good. I like uh, Spider Man and I like MJ. Mm-hmm. So it was, like it was a happy time. Cody, thoughts on? Uh, I mean, I, uh, sorry, I thought somebody was making that noise on purpose. No, um, it's a cat in the background of uh, listeners. Just so you know, Chad's cats are rowdy today. I they are like I, I have two cats also, and they are fine. Off at my cats today. Ronnie, Veronica uh knocked over two glass things one of them was massive i had to sweep up all the glass before we recorded and so i'm mad at my cats i think that they're trying to sabotage my podcast because i hissed at them and spritzed them with water i mean they're they're actively trying uh yeah spider-man that's good i liked it a lot when i watched it uh yeah, uh, it's another one where it's like, I don't know, it's cool on me. I don't know, maybe I hate movies now. <laughs> I just I mean, like this I, summer, I haven't been that excited about stuff. This really, summer has been pretty trying on movies. Yeah. I mean, Men in Black was fine. Bad. That was bad. I, uh, didn't, I didn't see it. I also Mark didn't watch it. Look, I have it. really just kind of like a lot of movies. I didn't watch Dark Phoenix. The the first X Men movie since like X three that I didn't see in theaters, right. I just didn't. I like could have. I just mm-hmm. didn't. Right. Uh, Men in Black. No, nah, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready I, for awards season. I'm ready for like movies that are gonna make me sad. I don't want to feel sad. I though. love like, feeling sad. No, I just need. I mean, Toy Story Four made me happy. That that's been the best this summer Toy has Story been, other great. than like in game. Toy Story Four rules. Um, so I just need some more shit like that, and we'll see uh, where we get it. Um, Hobbs well, and Shaw of- may turn me completely the fuck around. Tbh, as someone uh, who has uh, not seen a Fast and Furious movie since Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm, well, that's your problem. I'm right going to see Hobbs and Shaw and like it. <laughs> Chad, yeah. do me a favor and just watch Fast Five and onwards, and you will be yeah. the happiest you've ever been. Truly, I think I'm just going to watch seventh... Hobbs and Shaw and be the happiest. No, I've ever been. they're so good. Like watch five Hobbs and Shaw and then good. watch Five through Eight. Sure, yeah, I'll do that. S- seven, Seven is the best in the franchise. Speaking of it's Fast James and Furious, Wan. have you guys ever taken the the studio tour at Universal? <laughs> And yeah. done the Fast and Furious part of it. Was that running when you took it? Where they just like have the cars like hop up and down? 
No, so it yeah, so no. It, it turns your uh, tour bus into like a virtual reality ride, and the Fast and Furious guys take you through downtown Los Angeles and like a crazy uh, adventure. And um, I've never seen an actor not want to be somewhere more than Vin Diesel in that uh, <laughs> amusement park ride. It's he, he's, hilarious how much he does not want to be there. He's good in the Orlando ride. The Orlando ride's pretty solid. Oh, really? Is it called Supercharged? Yep. Oh, it might be like the same thing, just stripped from that to this. And like a little longer. Maybe. And uh, LA. You think he's good in that? It might be different performances and different clips. I don't really remember him being anything other than Vin Diesel, TBH. Gotcha. Did they have clips before and after the ride where he's just talking straight to the camera? Uh no, Ludacris does most of that. Okay, see, okay, so Luda. there's some different clips because he's fine in the action of it, like yeah. he's harmless. But like before and after the ride, he like tells you how you're part of the family now, and he I just, think he does that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's bad. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw will be good. What are we talking yeah. about? We are talking about a beautiful mind. Which won Best Picture in 2001? Have you boys ever seen this movie before? Uh no, this is uh my my first time watching a beautiful mind. Uh, Same. It was uh, I will t- I will be honest with you. Well, Cody, had you seen it before? Yes, I have. Oh. I owned it. I don't really know why I owned it because like I didn't like I wasn't head over heels. It's probably for like fifty it. cents at Hastings or some shit. I absolutely probably think that's exactly like that. why. I was like, oh, I've seen this and it's fine, and it was a best picture. I think there was a mm-hmm. point where I was like, you know what? I probably should own every best picture winner, and then abandoned that pretty Which, fast. Which I mean, this podcast is like the reason why you should have abandoned that because we think yeah. they're wrong most of the time. But apparently, Titanic was the most correct they've ever been. So yeah, it's kind of hard to deny Titanic is it's, the thing. It's hard. So um, yeah, well, I had seen it. I had seen it before. I really knew about Ron Howard um, as like a director. Um, I didn't have a ton of context in it, but yes, I had seen it before. So I was able to like pay attention to some of the stuff more uh, for the twist in the middle. Um, um, right. I I really didn't. I knew that it was about like a. Um, a mathematician with like a mental handicap of some sort. I didn't realize that like mm. several of the major characters were imaginary until um, so yeah, the movie told me that. I yep. knew that this was about math and that was all I knew about it. I didn't oh. know there was anything about like a mental handicap condition, whatever. Um, so as the first half of this movie was unfolding, I was like kind of taking it at its word. <laughs> Was, Which I, you're supposed to. Yeah. The story's but, not famous enough for people to have really known. Yeah. Sure. But I think when you're taking it at its word, it's a bad spy movie. And so it takes like an hour and 10 minutes for it to become a good movie. And, and, and at that point, it's just like a uh, drama. Yeah. Like it's like a mediocre drama instead of a bad spy movie. Right. I, I was I under the impression that this how, is a horrible spy movie. For well, like, why no, why so is it such a bad why is it such a bad spy I movie? I didn't think it was that bad of a spy movie, but yeah. I, I just that it didn't make any I, sense that they'd be going to him and like the mission didn't make any sense and like his findings didn't make any sense. It was dumb. I don't know. Yes, I mean I I, I get that. For all the like, reasons well, that he was like hallucinating and like insane it was a bad spy movie 
I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, I, I, nothing struck me really. Like it was like, oh no, he built his delusion. Like it didn't necessarily strike me as like this part of the movie is bad. I don't know. Well, but if you don't know that he's delusional, then it yeah. seems like he. It seems exactly. like he's being put on this insane plot when like. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he I just is... remember yelling at the screen, what is this movie at about minute 50? Because like this spy stuff was happening. People were shooting at him. And I was like, this was not what I thought I was going to watch. I don't know what's happening. Um, and and that makes it bad because you didn't know what you were going to get. Well, n- no, but kind of like well, when, it's kind of when like... a certain movie is set up in the first 20 minutes and then it takes this weird left turn and it's a spy movie all of a sudden. It's jarring and weird and strange and you're wondering where it's going and this romance plot is kind of shoehorned in and not very good. It's kind of it was it was a weird first hour of the movie. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, it, it seems like it's about like this, like autistic seeming um, mathematician who like overcomes mm-hmm. adversity and like gets hired by the government. And then you start to yeah. realize that this government thing is kind of weird in a lot of ways. And then that car chase happens. And you, st- I, I think when the car chase happened, I was like, wait, hold on. This is bullshit. And I think at that mm-hmm. point, I started to realize that maybe this is not what it seems yeah, um, but that that that's the point where the movie wants you to realize yes, that. That's, yes. that's the point where it jumps too far. Like that that is what's supposed to happen there because it's not long after that that his is she his wife at that time. I think she. Yeah, is. they get married. No. Yeah, they get married before he gets in the shooting. Yeah, because he like goes gotcha. home and she like asks him why he's so shaken up. He's like rattled and stuff, but yeah. it's not long after that that she goes to where he's like making his drops, and you see it's like a dilapidated house and like yeah. Um, um yeah i don't know i because like i said i had seen this before even when i didn't know i was i don't know i'm willing to roll with it even when stuff gets weird so none of that stuff really bothered me i just ended up getting kind of bored at parts i think it's like mm-hmm. an incredibly like well acted movie yeah russell like, crowe is amazing i agree with i think that. russell crowe is doing so good weird accent but like his like freak out scenes and like he he sells his like uh delusions his, his neuroses yeah, yeah. Sells i don't know really that well. russell crowe has never not done a weird accent to fair. be fair what does he actually sound like he's, he's australian? australian he's australian yeah has i think been gladiator's in a movie? closest Gladiator's closest? Yeah, I think Gladiator's Mm. closest to his real voice. But, like, when he's Roger Ailes in The Loudest Voice, which I've been watching, he kind of has a similar voice. In Boy Erased, he kind of has a similar voice. Um, Yeah, this is Mm. kind of his American voice. It's like, I couldn't tell if it was, like, super Southern or, like, if it had some, like, Cockney influence. I don't know. He he just kind of, like tries to mask it. And I, th- it well, I, th- I think he is supposed to be Southern though. Cause like, I think yeah, he, the he is. John Nash is from like Kentucky. So, mm-hmm. and they refer to him as like a kind of a hillbilly, which is, which is doesn't right. seem like a hillbilly, but when right. you're in Harvard, everyone's a hillbilly apparently. Right. Um, or Princeton or wherever they were. He, uh, he didn't win best actor for this though. Who did win um, this year? Uh, Denzel Washington in training day, which is not a movie oh. I've seen yet. And really need to. Um, but this is three years in a row that Russell Crowe gets nominated for Best Actor and three years in a row that the movie he's in gets nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that's uh, a, so I mean, he it's had a wild ride. 
Yeah. Um, there were a few Best Picture alumni in this movie. Yes, Russell Crowe, Paul Bettany, because we talked about Infinity War. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, Goldberg. And then Adam Goldberg and Anthony Rapp, who were both yeah. in Dazed and Confused. Um, Goldberg was also in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah, those the, those were our appearances. Um, I think Russell... God, it's hard to tell. Like, is Russell well, Crowe's performance Russell Crow. better? We didn't mention Russell Crowe. Yeah, but um, his his performance in Gladiator versus this, I couldn't really tell you which one is better. I mean, this has a higher degree of difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, think Gladiator's the better I'm, movie. I'm more impressed easily. with him as an actor in this movie than I was in Gladiator. I feel like a lot it's of a, people it, could do what he did in Gladiator, but not mm. anybody could do what he did in this movie. I don't know. I I mean, I think what works about Gladiator is not the shouting, yelling scenes. It's his quiet kind of contemplative scenes, and that's where he really excels in that movie. Do you want to play? Do you want to play the game of other people considered for this role? Sure, sure. Wait, um, hold on. It's Ron Howard. So was Tom Hanks one of them? No, really. He didn't start teaming up with Tom Hanks until The Da Vinci Code in like oh six. Except he directed Splash. Yeah, 20 years ago. Okay, but still, that was Tom Hanks. Anyway, continue. yes, um, Bruce Willis. I mean, look, it, I feel like anytime we play this this game, it's the same people. Where it's like <laughs> it's Tom Cruise, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and then Kevin Costner as well. Ooh, all of those would have been bad, except maybe Costner. I guess I'm though, if it's 2002 mm-hmm. and 2001. Unbreakable. 2001 and unbreakable's about to come out six cents had just come out maybe yeah, that's why you're thinking um, yeah Bruce yeah Willis, but, but i don't know if i like trust any of the especially like john travolta to play like someone who's mentally no, handicapped in any way actor. yeah like, i think bruce willis down. would have done a good job i he in in the movie die hard with a vengeance he had to play like, because he was wearing that awful, awful sign in the middle of Harlem, and uh, they basically tried to play it like he was insane, and he did a good job in that scene. I think in, he would have done great. Like half of a scene, though. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think he would have done great. Sure, I sure. would have had a harder time accepting him and Jennifer Conley. I don't know why exactly, because he was married but, to Demi Moore at that point. But and I mean, Russell Crowe is like more of a more of a catch. Well, I'm I'm just saying the him and Connolly seem the age difference they're supposed to, but something about Bruce feels so much older to me. I don't know. But this is Bruce in two thousand one. I know, but even then he felt older this to is, me. This is this is bald phobia and I will not stand for it. Like a Bruce Willis. Just because he's bald does not mean he's old, Cody. Th- that's not why. It's he just felt old at that point. Because I don't know. Russell Crowe was newer and fresh to the scene at that point. I'm gonna do uh, a yeah. fun little search. Russell Crowe. It's age. weird though, Cody, I because say Jennifer, it, I didn't Jennifer say it Connelly, was based on age, even a tiny Russell bit. Russell Crowe is fifty five. How old is Bruce Willis? Bruce this is a pointless age. exercise. Is, Bruce Willis this is was older. Not Nine argument. years older. So, hey, maybe there's something yeah. to right. it. Yeah, maybe there's something to it. Um, uh, Jennifer Conley rules, is so good in this movie. Maybe I love her a lot. Cody, have <laughs> you seen Labyrinth? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, she's a child sure. in that movie. Yes. But she is uh, 15 in that movie, so I have no opinions. Um, but I have seen her in a bunch of stuff. I watched that movie Career Opportunities just because she was in it. Uh, and it takes place in a Target. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the, from the 80s. Um, I don't know. She's one of... I don't know. She's one of the actresses I have the biggest crushes on. Um that's interesting. I don't think have. I've ever heard someone mention Connolly as like their go-to celebrity crush. She looks like my soon-to-be wife, <laughs> sort of, kind of. Not she, exactly. She but did close in two thousand one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now she's and she's aged older, gracefully. She looks great. Hey, you know why? Also, why I love Jennifer Connolly. One she's word. An three. Yes. Three syllables. Alita. And let me give you uh, two bonus words. Battle angel. Let me give you one more. Bitch. Um, uh, she's in that movie and she's good. She's got a weird thing in her that face. Movie is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't she Christoph Waltz's like ex in that movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got good. issues with that age difference? No, because there's, I don't know that there is older? much of one. No, I really yeah, she, don't know. I think they're close to the same age. Christoph Waltz is just... I think she's like 50, 49, and then he's yeah, probably, probably like mid-50s. Don't make like me do this. Uh, yeah. She is um, 49. You guys keep doing your thing. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Christoph Waltz is probably 52. Ah, no, older than that. I think 57. He is 63. Ooh. Whoa! Older than I thought. So that age difference is pretty big, but also, I don't know, it's a little it space. would be the same age difference <laughs> as her and Bruce Willis. Okay, Cody, I <laughs> don't care. We're <laughs> like, trying to know. we're trying to catch you in your words. In what? Catch me in what? That I just don't think we're Bruce Willis would have been that good in this movie. We're trying to get you freaking I canceled. Stand, I we're trying to get you canceled that. for 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 bald phobia. Bald phobia. I I think of the people who could have potentially been canceled by this podcast. I'm third place. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you are bald phobic. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one that'll get us in trouble. Deal. Um, I mean, I think ageism is probably an easier target. It wasn't target. ageism. <laughs> anyway, the the point in this movie is Bruce Willis should be like, allowed to play any role he, he wants can play to play. Whoever the he fuck can be he a wants. tree. He can be a woman. <laughs> he can be a man. He can be. Uh, he, can he can have be hair. Chinese. He can be bald. He can be whatever he wants to be, because he deserves the world. He deserves everything. Anyway, it's fun. It's fun for me. It was pretty cathartic. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the the whole thing with the the, their relationship in this movie, anyway, is that he is her professor. Um, Which I don't know how soon after she drops his like after she finishes his class that they actually become a thing. But it sort of seems. Will they go on a date after the first class? Yeah. So I think it's hard to it's hard to follow the (laughs) chronology. I think so. It, yeah. It's hard to follow the chronology of this movie a little bit because it is covering such a wide span. And there are huge, huge jumps. Right. Which that but is like, an issue I kind of have with the movie is like it's it falls into like a lot of a lot of biopics do this where it feels like it has to tell everything about the character yeah. when like his struggle with his schizophrenia could have just been the focus of the movie and it could have taken place over like well, a couple of years. Or, but, but it kind of I mean, went his whole life. Yeah, I don't need, know. They kind need, of picked the best I, period. I don't need the Nobel Prize at the end, and I don't need the college mm, class at the do. beginning. I, I think, think I just need do. the struggle years. 
No, well, but, I think I think you needed established in the beginning because he truly discovers something that changes economics forever. Like that's a big deal. You need that in there, and you do need the the like uh, coming full circle and him winning the Nobel Prize at the end. Um, like yeah, I think it does. I more have importantly, to do that. you need to meet the college roommate or the um, the prodigal roommate closer to the beginning. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, supposedly, his uh, delusions didn't start. That's th- true. In graduate school, yeah. So well, you didn't have his, to. But his also, his delusions they were purely auditory. Auditory. Um, yes. So but, it's not like he was seeing people in the first place. Right. So no. they kind of had to change it for the movie, which I mean, it's a visual medium. It kind of yeah. makes sense. No, that's fine. I, don't, I have no issues with that. Paul Paul Bettany's pretty solid in this movie. I like Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. He's great. I, uh, him and Jennifer Connelly met. <laughs> during this movie are they married? married amazing yeah that that's why she's spider-man's uh suit in homecoming oh is because he had been jarvis forever that's yeah. clever yeah um suit lady suit lady yes karen i think is her name yeah he um, karen which is the name of plankton's computer wife Yes, fun. Um, so Fist they met on this said, movie. Sorry, you can't say you can't mention Plankton and say fun. And don't expect me to sing the song. <laughs> sure. Uh, Ed Denied Ed Harris is also in this movie as a shadowy government oh, agent, a another, role which he has never done before. That's another BP <laughs> alumni because he was in uh, your Nothing movie, you do. the Truman Show. He was also in that do. I missed mm-hmm. him. What? Oh, Ed Harris is in that thing you do? Yeah, he plays the astronaut on the, the TV astronaut. show. Are you sure that wasn't Apollo I, 11? Look, uh, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> no. He, he's Which is a it. Ron Howard movie. <laughs> he he plays... Um, I'm pretty is sure it, it's is Ed it? Harris. He, on, when they go on TV, right before they yeah. go on, the host is interviewing an astronaut, and I'm pretty sure that's Ed Harris. Huh. I don't remember well, that way, scene. I remember them filming it, their scene on the beach. It's and, like, definitely someone... It's definitely someone from Apollo 11 because Tom Hanks was also in Apollo 11 and right. directed That Thing You Do. Right. right. Well, I mean, I know that about it. I'm not seeing him in That Thing You Do, according to IMDb. I think he's uncredited. Mm. It should it really normally shows you, Mark, uh, that he's It normally shows up. Um, I got to figure out who I'm thinking of then. Yeah, I don't know yeah. either. Is it Giovanni Ribicci? <laughs> nope. That is the um, original drummer. Really no. good bit when he gets injured, but yes. we're not here to talk about that. You can is go it, back and listen to our. Uh, it's Brian episode. It's Brian Cranston that plays that role. I don't know oh, yeah, I was idiot. Yes, that is right. It yeah. is Brian Cranston. That oh no, you know what it is. I got Chris Ellis confused with with him. The though that thing you do's first manager. I always get confused with. Um, Ed Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. You're right, though. He is in Truman Show, and I talked for eons about how fucking good he is in that. He's really um, good. In I that. just, I just kind of that one slipped for me. He, um, I can't tell. I, I mean, he's good in this, but it's kind of just like Ed Harris doing his thing at this point. I don't. He's so good at that thing, though. Yeah, and he's like, so he good. Continues to do that, that thing. Even if he you phones this Westworld? thing in, it's great. You know, like yeah, yeah. You guys seen Westworld? No, uh, I've seen the first season. He's very good in it. He's fucking good in Westworld. Too much Westworld's TV. a good show. Westworld's a good show. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, yeah, so he he's doing a shadowy agent thing. He's he's really solid in it. Um, did you guys watch yeah. Fringe? I did. Fringe. Was I he saw the first he rem- two. He, no, he just reminded me of the the bald guy that's in the oh, background of like the Observer. Every, yeah, yeah, the Observer. Mm, well, turns yes. out, did you ever finish Fringe? No. 
because there's like a million observers. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's not <laughs> just one. <laughs> I, for real, may go back and watch Fringe at some point. I, I stopped watching it. X Files does rule a lot. Yeah. Fringe I stopped watching show. Fringe at what I now recognize is where it got interesting, like where they yeah, went to exactly. the ultimate reality, and I was Literally, like, I me don't too. like this. Season, season one is all like Monster of the Week. It's basically like an X-Files remake. Which I yeah. which I liked, because it which was 2009, and that's what I, I was into. I think it's the season two finale, where it's just like an insane twist, where an alternate reality is revealed. You see the Twin Towers with see, Leer, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. 9-11 never happened, and... Yeah. The air something is about the like Statue of Liberty or something. The Statue of Liberty never lost its like bronze. Yeah, color. it's still it bronze. I that is literally when I stopped watching too, Mark. I think we stopped at the same point, which is when the show does. I think get my good brother kept else. watching, and I would I would always be like, wait, so because like one of like Olivia. The this mm-hmm. wasn't that her character in yeah, French Olivia, yeah, yeah. Um, like the they she like went to the alternate reality and alternate reality Olivia came to the, her reality and I was yeah. like this is too confusing I quit. Um, uh, I gotta go back and finish that though. It seems that's, good. That's Here's the thing: I'm watching good. through Lost right now, so I'm already going through my 2006 shows and Fringe. <laughs> truly, maybe next. Here's yeah. here's Do my it. thing. After I watched uh, Shazam, I started watching Chuck again. So uh, mm. I'm in that right now. How far yeah. did Chuck are you? I watched like five episodes of the first season and said, this does not hold up, um, to be honest with you. Well, you tweeted about the pilot and how good it was uh, when Shazam came out. I just really like Chuck, even if it isn't actually good. (laughs) Nick G directed that pilot. Do you realize that? I know. I know. It's great. We're in the most blessed I truly think I saw like a couple... Chuck episodes here and there, and never like fully watched that show. I liked it. Middle I watched... school Mark really needed nerd representation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. As, as opposed From to now, Levi. Right now, I'm like, I need less nerd representation. Yeah, yeah. true. I need some uh, jock representation, frankly. Right. I want to watch Where's some Friday jocks Night be like super them. cool and good at sports. There's yes. a there's a Disney Plus movie coming out about somebody from Clemson that's really good at sports. So we'll awesome. watch that. Let's watch that jock movie. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, what else do we need to talk about this movie? He has visions. It kind of makes his life bad. There's a who plays his um, Christopher Plummer. Yes, Christopher Plum- Plummer. Plum- um, Plummer plays his um plays his therapist. Yeah, and is super super good in this movie. Yeah, you know, originally that was through- going to be Kevin Spacey. Hilarious. Yeah, I'm really um, really funny. It's- uh, he goes through shock. Th- Shock therapy, which was yes. like the way to handle it at the time, and then also uh, even through like Carrie Fisher did shock therapy for her sh- stuff. Right. Um, I was a little bit afraid because, like, again, I didn't know anything about the movie. I was afraid that the shock therapy was going to work <laughs> in the movie, and like it was just going to be like, "Oh, you're all cured." But, well, uh, to be fair, where the movie ends up isn't necessarily great because it's basically he's like, no, I can't take my medicine because it doesn't because I'm not allowed to be creative, which mm-hmm. risky. And then it, he's like, no, I'm just going to live with it and I will just well, live with it and I don't need therapy or medication, which is like not necessarily the best message. Here is but, here's the thing. At the end of the movie, he when the noble person comes to interview him, he says, I have the new medications and they work a little bit better. In oh, reality, he does actually in, end up getting back on. In reality, that. though, John Nash just stopped taking medications and was fine. Um, oh, well, yeah. as fine as he can he be. He learned to live with it, but yeah. like that's yeah. just not necessarily 
the case for everybody. So it's a little like, ah, I don't know. Um, but I don't know that like, it's hard. It's hard to have like a real strong opinion on this movie, to be honest. I think it is like solid. I think like the acting is well done. I think mm. the story is kind of interesting. I think, I think from I, like, it's the, fine. from the twist to about like, it's a, a 15 minutes from being over. I think there's some really solid stuff in there. The first mm-hmm. like hour of the movie, I was kind of like, just because it was so jarring and it was like, it felt so unbalanced, but then it was because his life was unbalanced and I get that, but that doesn't make the beginning of the movie any easier to watch. I um, actually liked, I liked the beginning of the movie where it was like too. him at his at college. I liked that. Yeah, that was fine. Um, I don't know. That it, we except then, for the part where he sees a hot girl and it solves math for him. <laughs> it's not the yes, best. That moment. does suck. <laughs> I just was like, he was like, uh, according to game theory, if we all go after the hot one, none of us will get laid. And it's like, all right, big, big bong theory. <laughs> the, the, all right. Uh, the, the game or whatever. Sequence too was, it was like a kind of beautiful sequence to watch. Like the way mm-hmm. they like, use special effects to like make things like poof out of the way. And, yes. Like, it, I feel like it, it was the most inventively done um, sequence in the whole movie. That, that sequence is kind of interesting. I hate the effect that they keep going back to in the movie where like he's seeing codes and shit and it does the bright light up stuff. That, that has not aged well, but nah. that Did you one guys... sequence, it holds up. It's really great. Did yeah. you guys watch psych? No, because they anytime he saw a clue in Psych, they did the same exact thing. It would just glow and like kind of zoom out. Yeah, but yeah. that's like on TV, so like I'm not gonna get as mad about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. on but, USA Network. But what I'm saying is that like watching characters this now, I'm like, oh, this is what Psych did, and and in Psych, characters were welcome, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. he is quite the character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. TBS's characters welcome. TBS actually, is very but. funny. Yeah. Oh, shit. And so maybe it is USA characters welcome. It is. Look, okay. I watched Psych and Monk and Burn Notice. A lot um, of characters. Burn Notice. Every single one of those and shows had characters. Yes. Unlike those um, other networks like TNT. Yeah. Who knows? Well, TNT, they knew drama. They, they know do drama. know drama. They don't know characters, um, though. No, no characters on TNT. I miss it's when not they very all funny. had slogans. Cause, right? Like, I, wish, I wish more. What would Hulu did you guys ever watch? T- uh, did you guys ever watch TLC, Life Unscripted? Oh, that was pretty good. Did <laughs> FX ever have one? I don't think so. No. I don't know if one. FX, Fox, but no O. <laughs> <laughs> FX. Uh, and then they put punch, out punchy movies during the day. FXX, which has... FXX. It was originally a typo, and we kept going with it. <laughs> it wasn't the point with the FXX. Is that's where they put all their comedies. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's always That's sunny. where they put the Louis. league... Uh-huh. FXX, we can only show so much. How, it's, it's always sunny in one day on the other channel. So I know they they put the Simpsons over there. They put uh, it's at always the time. Sunny. It was they like Atlanta, Louie. Um, You're the worst. Arch Archer is Archer FX. Yeah, FXX. Yeah. Yep, FXX. Yeah. Um. Uh. The better things. The Pamela yes. Adlin series. But then I think that's also where they put like a lot of reruns of How I Met Your Mother and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. So. No, I don't you think they have quite shit. enough programming to really justify making their own comedy <laughs> network, but sure. Well, I mean, well, they have a lot The of Simpsons now. Was yeah. having like, the thing is, yeah, yeah. 30 right. seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, when that goes on Disney+, Plus, like, I'm never going to finish that show, but I do think I'm going to watch it 
here I'm going to watch like the I first like eight seasons probably. The Me good too, ones, apparently. honestly. Let's do it, Mark. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Nothing matters. We'll see. I I mean, every time I've tr- watched an episode of The Simpsons, I'm like, this is, I mean, I get it. <laughs> this is a solid see, show. I, I don't know if I've ever... Opposite. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched it. an episode all the way through, but I have watched Futurama, all of it. Re- yeah, and it's the same creators. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying never really to get find... into either of those shows. I don't know why. Something my my sense of humor just doesn't quite align with what it is. I guess I'm not smart enough because I didn't go to Harvard. But mm-hmm. yeah, you probably also wouldn't get Rick and Morty. Uh, your IQ just isn't quite high enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, guess what is on FXX right now? Is it Rick and Morty? The Simpsons. No. That's on Cartoon Network. What? The Chad? Simpsons. I mean, it was as of eight minutes ago, but now it's the motion picture nerve. <laughs> Which one Which is, is that? Wait, oh, is it the one with a gun? The, the video game, but it's real yes. life. Emma Roberts. It's Emma, Emma oh. Roberts and Dave Franco. I heard that oh, was Dave right. Franco was in that movie. Did you see that movie, Cody? No, but I need to. It, it's it's Mark. It's from the boys. We, it's from the directors of uh, Paranormal Activity Three. The oh Catfish fuck yeah! Guys. Yeah, fuck. Oh. Let's watch Nerve. Why haven't we watched <laughs> Nerve? Fuck. We need to watch right. Nerve. Right. Next I week we're supposed to watch Pearl Harbor. I say we watch Nerve instead. <laughs> Even though it was not released in two thousand one, it Who completely cares? breaks. It's the our premise. podcast. Our rules. Yeah. True. Um, Nerve. I'm gonna see if it's streaming anywhere. Hey, it's y'all want to talk about? TV. Fubo. <laughs> we want to download Fubo. Do Y'all want to talk about game theory and uh, Nashi and Equilibrium? I'd rather, I'd rather talk about Dave Franco, but... <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, um, tell me about game theory. Talk what about get? what you want to talk about, Mark. What, I mean, I was just trying to get us back on track. D- yeah. his, his Real talk, though, I was like re- doing some nerd shit on the, on the internet the other day and just stumbled my way onto like... Someone was talking about John Nash's theories, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that he's, like, important and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing about him, is he actually is super important. Um, yeah, I think like, I, I don't know enough him. about economics or anything to see mm-hmm. if people still really follow his theories, but... I, I mean, he, like, he changed, like, there was, like, an assumption, basically, like... The assumption in economics for, like, 200 years was that if everyone tries to do what's best for them, it'll all work out. Uh, and then John Nash was like, that's not exactly what it is. Because in that situation, you know, everyone's trying to sleep with the blonde and it doesn't work out because not everyone can have the same thing. So he was like, if everyone tries to do what's best for everyone, then that's Mm going to work out. Well, it's if everybody does what's best for them and everyone like that's the key to it so yeah, it's like right. you're, you're not doing stuff solely for the good of others and sacrificing self because that doesn't work either it is making sure that you are taken care of and everyone else's it's like find the most favorable for everyone kind yeah of. right that's a very simplistic explanation of it, but that's basically yeah, how that's the explanation the movie gave. Like they didn't right. bother to give more, which they didn't need to give more. That was no, enough. it's a yeah. pretty like yeah. dense thing yeah. anyway. So um, I don't need I, I, an economics lesson in my movie about schizophrenia. <laughs> so like yeah. the one that yeah. they gave us was sufficient. It was what we needed to be like, yeah, revolutionary idea, cool, but yeah, didn't want it. It's more. it's. It is like crazy important though. I, I was reading about it because I was reading about how AI they've made AI that can like win at poker all the time, uh, and right. it's and it's based on that game theory like thing. Um, one other thing I want to bring up that I noticed in the movie: there's a 
point where Russell Crowe makes a joke, um, and he's like, "Oh, hi there, Harvey." As one of his friends is coming, but he's like talking to an empty yes. chair. That's a solid joke. That's a Harvey reference. H- Harvey is the play about the guy who sees the invisible rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, I appreciated it. I, I also <laughs> I also appreciated it. Uh, um, it, was a, it was a good bit. Yep. His um. So he his breakthrough when he finally. He doesn't beat schizophrenia, but he he kind of like overcomes it to some degree. It's it's very logic based, which I liked because that fit in the character. Like what unlocked it for him was the fact that um, he like realized that the 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 niece wasn't getting any older, and he was like, "Oh, well, that's what unlocks it is because mm-hmm. if she doesn't get any older, it can't be real." And so it's a very like logical approach, which right. I think made a lot of sense for his character. Did he have something like that in real life that we know of that was like sort of his breakthrough moment? I uh, not know. that I not that I saw. Yeah. Um, I mean, it he didn't see anyone, so it wasn't yeah. that true. Right. That thing I mean, specifically. Yeah, it, it was good writing for this movie that it was that thing that did yeah. track for the character. That was a solid moment. Right. The, the, so the way the movie wraps up is he's getting the Nobel Prize and he's like talking about love in so the this is the speech. thing that when I learned about him in the monologue, uh, that this part of the movie really is strange. Cause yeah, because they would have been divorced at well, this point. Okay, yeah. here, is, here is, what is what is actually weird. So he divorced her in 63. Mm-hmm. And then in, in 1970, I think they both realized that, like, it's better for him to be around people that he knows in a safe, in a safe environment. So mm-hmm. he, like, just lived in her house. Interesting. Oh, and then, okay. and so, but at the, at the Nobel In, like, 94 prize, or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, he, he actually wasn't, he didn't give a speech at the Nobel Prize ceremony, but it was at that point that his wife realized, or his ex-wife realized that he still loved her and they got married again. Oh, okay. okay. So that, that does so that works. Then. Yeah, I'm I'm less mad than I was when you first read your monologue. Yeah, because that would have made no sense for the movie to be like his driving force was love if it wasn't in I real life. But it I does. still don't it was. fully it's right. Good. I don't fully know if that that thesis tracks for me the whole way through. It's like at the yeah. end, he he's saying like this is what the movie's about, and I'm like. No. Yeah, uh, was it? Was I, it? See, I, I, don't got, know I got similar vibes from this as I did in like the press junket for a Green Book when everyone was talking about Linda Cardellini's character is the backbone Dude, of this movie. I don't fucking understand that line. I love Linda Cardellini. Yeah, I don't she's great. get that for that movie. No, it's weird. But that was like consistently their messaging and like mm-hmm. in the Oscar season was like she's the backbone of the movie. She's like the heart mm-hmm. and soul of this movie. And I got the same vibes at the end of this movie when he was saying you are the thing that drove me through when like when you look at the movie it was his logic right right it was I mean, she it helped was, she, well, was she, integral helped. To she was always there for yeah. him but it was when he looked at the little girl and was like you're still a little girl you have but he did that when his wife was leaving him like she forced him to do yeah. that yeah so like it's like the thing like sort of tracks but you kind of have to work yeah. for it doesn't feel like an epic love story necessarily the whole no. way through if, which is kind of what the ending implies part of that is because it was so poorly written at the beginning i really don't i really was not buying the love story at all in the first 
See, I Half actually, hour, I, I did. I, I think it was as it got to the middle for me. The whole like flirtation and them getting together actually made a lot of sense to Jeez. me. I, I didn't see why she liked him. <laughs> I don't know. Intrigued well, see, by him. I was in the, yeah. the same place of like, what, and I guess intrigued. And I hate, I don't want to like be like, I don't know what she sees in him. Uh, right. But their romance didn't make a ton of sense. But, you know, she was into it, so I don't care. Right. Um, I, um, I think that, that if what what more than love what got him through his like his mental illness is like basically like finding a stable environment and that for him was like you know being on a campus and surrounded by like people he knows and loves so like right it's not love as much as like being with someone that he he knows that will be safe to be around right um so let's talk about a little bit about um, the Oscars that this won. So it won Best Picture, it won Best Director, it won Best Adapted Screenplay, and it won Best Supporting Actress. Uh, so Jennifer Connelly right. has an Oscar, and she deserves to have an Oscar, just in general. Um, it was nominated for Actor, um, for Editing, for Makeup, Best Music. Not for support, Supporting, supporting, supporting act, Actor. It would have been like kind of nice to give it money here. Um... I don't know. I haven't seen most of these other movies. I, 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 he was like good in it, but I don't mm-hmm. know if his role was big enough right. to be like a fully supporting role. Like his character, his character didn't it's have like an arc big. or anything. Uh, it's yes. like pretty big. There's been lesser, not lesser, but like less screen time roles that have gone on to win, win best supporting actor and actress. Like Anne Hathaway is barely in Les Mis. Right. Do Do you guys know that Jamie Foxx got nominated for um, Collateral for Best Supporting Actor, and uh, he's the fucking lead of that movie? It's That's weird. But it was like a anyway. it was like a shared lead kind of thing, right? Kind of. But um, Tom Cruise is the supporting there. It, it's weird that Gandalf was also nominated this year for Best Supporting Actor. I mean, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Really? That's good. Yeah. Um, it's weird that. He was nominated for that for fellowship, though. I think why is uh, that weird? Hot take. I although think I guess he's that makes the most fellowship. sense. Uh, he gets very like stoic and wise yeah. in the rest of them, which is which, fun, but yeah. it's which not is, the most dynamic performance. Yeah, it's for the purpose of the story, but yeah, he gives his most interesting performance in fellowship. I'd say. Yeah, but we'll talk about those performances sure. coming yep. up. I'm excited. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about Ron Howard as a director? The previous movies he had directed I, were Parenthood, literally, Apollo literally 13, movie, and Grinch. Yeah, I, the directly before this was The Grinch, which is crazy to me. It is wild that he went from that to this. I don't know what I think of Ron Howard as a director at this point in his career, like in 2019. <laughs> So like yeah. I definitely don't know what I think about him as a director in two thousand one. I, I think can't he put is a, like I, a hand on like what he is. I think he is good at his job. Yeah, but he doesn't necessarily have a clear perspective. Yeah, right. it's not like he. It's not like you can watch a movie and be like, oh, this is a Ron Howard movie. Like yeah, you can with like a Terrence really. Malick movie mm-hmm. or even like a like a Fincher movie. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't have like a distinct style. So like not a lot to say about him, I suppose. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It he's good sometimes, and he yeah. also makes the Grinch sometimes. Hey, yep. I like Solo, a Star Wars story. Me too. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, okay. 
So now we really get into the nitty gritty of this. Does this deserve best picture out of all the things nominated? Mark, you want to give us that nomination list? Uh, So we got Gosford Park, In the Bedroom, Fellowship of the Ring, and Moulin Rouge. Wait, Moulin Moulin Rouge? Rouge? Yeah. Got nominated for best picture? Yeah. Why the fuck didn't I watch that? I watched the rest of them. I don't know why I didn't watch Moulin Rouge. Have you not seen Um, Moulin Rouge? I have, but it's been a minute. That's well, I haven't why. seen a few of those, but I do like Fellowship of the Ring and Moulin Rouge more than I like A Beautiful Mind. Mark, have you fair. watched all of them? I, I have. Like in yeah. the bedroom. I in the bedroom is really is really good. It's like um, not what you think that movie is about. No, <laughs> really at all. It's 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 weird. crazy. Yeah. Um, Gosford Park. I feel like I need to watch again and pay like ten times as much attention to. Me too, because I was like. This is the movie that everybody loves, but I think I truly just wasn't paying the attention that I should. I also have. don't know. That's probably the only Robert Altman movie I've seen before. Mine as well. Um, which I think that I just need to know what I'm getting into before I watch it. It's like when I watched I um, uh, uh, Last of the Mohicans without having seen any other Michael Mann movies. Mm, yeah. Um, and I was like, "What is happening?" And now, um, and it's really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's Gossard Park for me. Okay, so I'm not horrendously mad that A Beautiful Mind won this year. It, like, makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's, it, it, it's not the most egregious winner I think we've covered. No, oh, certainly it's, not. It's It fine. is just kind of like a bland biopic to me. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most egregious one we've covered, actually, now that I'm thinking English about Patient? it? English uh, Patient? Yeah, that's the one. English Patient or <laughs> I Hated American Beauty. I didn't yeah. love it. But that, the, <clears throat> the problem with American Beauty is it's the most egregious in retrospect. Yeah, in 99. Of it all. Well, and really... just like what that is about is like mm-hmm. kind of gross I, now. But hey, I think hey, at y'all? the time it would have been more interesting. Anyway, Remember what? Braveheart? I like parts it, of Braveheart. There's aspects of it that I like. I think I, I like. I, I probably like Braveheart a little more than A Beautiful Mind. They're probably pretty similar to me. But I like movies did, where people have swords. I realize I watched this 1950s Disney movie about Robin Hood, and I was like, "Fuck, it's kind of cool that they shoot arrows, though." <laughs> I'm into it. Did like, you guys ever watch the um, the Netflix Braveheart movie? Uh, the the Florence Pugh. Uh, yeah, Chris Pine one. No, but now that I it's know real who good. Florence Pugh was Wait, in out, it, I really want to see it. was a yeah. Braveheart. Outlaw King, sort of. Yeah, it, it's about rich. It's about Robert um, the Bruce. Robert the Bruce. It takes place okay. like so during about and then after Wilbur, Braveheart. Wilbur, Wilbur, William Wilberforce, but no, no. He w- he was originally going to appear in the movie, and they cut it out because they were like, "Eh, everybody expects Mel Gibson. It's um, distracting, etc." Well, yeah. they they he did appear in the movie, and they oh. cut his arm off, and like when he's like quartered and sent out, that's how he appears in the movie. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So you're you're right. They they did cut uh, his appearance on the movie. Ha. 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 So um, so they good, have an actor play him and everything. I feel like I read an no, interview where they. Well, I think that they they cut the part where an actor played him, but they like. <laughs> it, what? Oh, you're like, saying you're saying they see his body. Well, they see like his arm. 
Got it, got it, got it. But they don't have an interaction with him or anything. No. Got it, but got, like, it got it, that I thought you were being like silly when you said, no. well, they didn't get an actor to play him. I thought that was like a joke. I thought you were him. saying he was in it, but they cut his arm off in the movie, but the actor was no. there and you were well, doing a pun there. The the end of Braveheart, so, they like they kill him, him and, yeah. and they, they quarter him and they mail out his limbs to different cities. They get his uh, arm. Got they it. get like, I, it might not be his arm, but they're like, oh shit, it's Braveheart or whatever. <laughs> right in in the script originally, they were going to have like a full on meeting with him, and they cut yeah. that out. Gotcha. Anyway, so now we're back. They were going to have like a rock throwing competition. We've talked whatever. about a lot of like best picture movies in this uh, episode. Yeah, we're covering we talked a lot. extensively about Braveheart uh-huh. and that thing you do. Yeah, um, I I I I'm not I'm not pissed that this won best picture. Honestly, I'm like, man, I get it. I think I'm, in 2001, yeah. I also would have been like, yeah, I get it. Um, I mean, I, I get it, but I think that, you know, a lot... I think In the Bedroom would have been a more interesting pick. And it is also, like, close to the sensibilities of the Academy. Imagine if we had been talking about In the Bedroom for the past 18 years, though. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> but, like, now that what I've seen w- it, I'm like, fucking nobody remembers I, or talks about this movie. I don't even know what this movie is. I've yeah, exactly. That's can, the point. Can I tell you? Yeah, yeah tell sure. them, Mark. It's been a It's about, like, these these parents, and they have this son that is, like, supposed to be going to college, but doesn't really want to. Instead, he's, like, dating this girl that, like, has a kid. Marissa Tomei, right? Marissa Tomei. Tomei, yeah. I love her. And then, and then, like the kid's dad tries to get back in Marissa Tomei's life. Yeah. But he's like a shithead. Yeah. Who like, and then halfway through the movie, he kills the son. Yep. Like oh, in like shit. a shit. Like shoots him in the fucking head, and you don't expect it in the movie at all. And yeah. I was watching it, and my jaw dropped. Is it kind of set up like the son is the protagonist of the movie? I mean, it's sort of set um, up like that's not what the movie is about at all. <laughs> it, it's it's set up to be like the conflict in the movie is like the the son's parents don't like his girlfriend. Yeah, like that. Uh, that is, wow. And as I was watching that, I was like, I mean, I'm not hating this movie, but I don't really understand why this one <laughs> like got nominated. And then it was like, oh, fuck. And it's Sissy Spacek and Tom Wilkinson. Like, it's truly. Oh, funny. yeah. And I kind of want to rewatch it. I kind of wish you hadn't spoiled it a little bit. I know. Fine. Well, I mean, it's, that's two thousand one movie. It's that's it's the middle me, of the movie. Yeah. Or probably the end of the first. And act. it's eighteen wow. years old, and you've never heard of it. You yeah. Know? So like, like, it's I'm, just I'm like, not that mad about it. Right. But, oh, and it's man. it's uh, Ethan from Lost who plays the the the, the murderer. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 And he's blonde. You guys knew no he's Tom Tom Cruise's cousin. Yeah. I realized that while watching in the in the bedroom. It's kind of insane. I told Olivia that today because we got to the episode where, uh, spoilers for Lost, I guess, where you find out Ethan is one of the... Well, actually, I'm not going to say because Mark hasn't watched. I I did know that. Ethan is part of some shit. Like, we just know that Ethan's no good. And I was like, uh, because he kidnapped Claire. And I was like, you know that's Tom Cruise's cousin, right? And Olivia looked at me and was like, is this a weird bit? I was like, no, (laughs) he is Tom Cruise. It's weird. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, What is his name? Nick Stahl? No. No, that's the other one. And and also the... Chad, the kid is the is John Connor from ter- Terminator Three. No, three. No, he's John Connor from the Sarah Connor Chronicles. 
No, he's it's Terminator Three. But the the person they I got just for watched no, 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 all no. of them. I believe you. The person they got for Sarah Connor Chronicles looks basically exactly the same. Hey, time. sure. What's uh what's canon now for this new Terminator movie? Just the first two. Just oh, the first dope. two. Okay, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Although <laughs> technically all of them, because they yeah, technically they're, all of them. they get into basically. alternate timelines and all of that. I'm stuff. gonna got probably it. rewatch all so, of them, but technically it's only the get, first two. To get Laura prepared for this, I need to get her to watch the first two. You can yes. do that. I'm gonna try and make Olivia watch all of them. <laughs> we'll I just watched. I just watched all of them, and the first two are very good. Three is fine. Four hey, and five hey, are kind of bad. Uh, yeah, what Genesis do, sucks. What What do y'all think is better between the Fellowship of the Ring and The Beautiful Mind? Uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Wait, why you, did I vote for Fellowship? You voted I for Fellowship last I don't year. fucking know, dude. You did. Are you sure? Because I think I said Ocean's Eleven. Sure, Mark was really mad about it. I remember being mad, mm. Cody. You're the one who t- who writes this shit down. I know. That's why I'm like, did I write something down wrong? Because Cody, I, Cody, I think you wrote it down wrong. I kind no, of no. You think voted for Fellowship of the Ring. How positive? I <laughs> no, one hundred percent. Cody, okay. you you wrote it down wrong though. <laughs> well, because if you ask me today, I'm like, fuck, Ocean's Eleven should have won. <laughs> Truly, that's insane. Um, I want to recount. They're both good, but like, I mean. Man, yeah, one of them's a complete story. Um, That's not the fault of the movie. It's what Cody, it is. It's part of, one but of it three. Kinda, it's like, a masterpiece. I, it's not a I want the record to show that Cody rolled his eyes when I said that last week. Or two no, weeks ago I or said that last week when I was trying to decide. Cody, you don't remember Chad had anything. that reaction to it. <laughs> I said it first, though. Um, I think Fellowship of the Ring over. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. For Same. sure. That it one's has not like, hard, but... It has, like, a, a distinct sense of style. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I uh, I kind of wish yeah. I had voted for Ocean's Eleven now, but, you know, past this Man, well, 2020. I'm, <sighs> I gotta say, I'm glad you didn't, but now I'm worried about it going up against Titanic next week. I mean, uh, pff, I mean, fucking, I told you in person what I'm voting for already, um, <laughs> and it's pretty obvious. I want the record to show that I would have voted for Ocean's Eleven over Titanic. I want I, I want the record to show that I would not have. <laughs> All right. Well, that's two wrong people on this podcast. So it kind of oh. seems like Titanic. I agree. There are two no wrong people on this podcast. Could um, <laughs> what if Pearl Harbor is the best movie we've it's ever not. seen? I sh- fucking explain why we're doing Pearl Harbor next week. You so guys made this decision. I fought against Pearl Harbor. It. Is uh, fucking three hours long. It's three hours long. It's from director. Here- uh, Here's the thing about Michael Pearl Bay. Harbor. Michael Bay yeah. watched Titanic and said, I can do that. Yeah, so it, we um, want to see how he did. None of us have seen Pearl Harbor. Is that and, why? Um, was that the reasoning? Is like it's his yeah, attempt it's, at Titanic and it got very, no Oscar yeah. attention? Very yes. similar to Titanic in that it's like a story based on a tragedy, but I think it's like about the people, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, similar to Titanic. We'll see why people tend to love Titanic and people tend to hate this one. It'll be a fun here's, episode. Here's another thing that I hadn't even thought about is that there are two massive disasters that started wars in this country. Mm-hmm. One of them was Pearl Harbor and the other happened in 2001. Right. Um, the, the movie so, came out yeah. before 9-11 happened. Like literally wild. four months before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, um, you guys sold. So that's it, interesting to me. You guys sold it to me by pointing out that it is technically a Disney movie, and because I yes. am uh, like shackled to this dumb bit, I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to watch it at some point. May yep. as well be forced." So um, there's that. And, you know, Cameron and uh, Bay both came from action movies, and then they decided to make something. Yeah, except one of them's good at making action movies is kind of Hey, did I say Bay was as good as Cameron? I don't recall saying that. But they're both action directors who go on and make a bio... A historical movie, I guess. Not yeah, a historical bio, disaster it, movie. It, yeah. it, it, look, it's going to be fascinating. Come back next week. It is truly Michael Bay tried to win an Oscar here. Is a hundred percent what he was doing, mm-hmm. which is yes. wild to think about. Instead, he got nominated for a Razzie. Mm. Oh, was this a Razzie nominee? I didn't even realize it was. That. I I didn't. I actually didn't know that until I have the Wikipedia. Is page the whole movie right or just him as a director? Worst picture. Oh shit! Whoa. All right. Well, we're accidentally dipping our toes back into Razzie dumb. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, what what won the Razzie though. this year though? Like Freddy got fingered or some shit. Um, let me look. Something we. Um, it it also won an Oscar for sound editing. So. Ooh, cool. There's that. Um, Razzie, Razzie, Razzie. As like a visual effects like director, Bay is not terrible. He's not terrible. The design like, of the Transformers are ugly. I realized. Like, I realized kind of before, but then watching Bumblebee, I'm like, fuck, the designs could have been way better. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like, good in in those designs, too. I think it's a bit too much. What, Mark? It was Freddy Got Fingered. Also nominated was Glitter. Which yeah. came out on September 11th. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so that, uh, that that um oh i'm sorry it came out on september 21st but the soundtrack was released on september 11th that's right mm. um so th- that's why we stopped doing <laughs> razzie movies because imagine if we would have had any fun doing freddy got fingered probably not i think we would have just been yelling about the movie right now, now we have As an angle about Pearl harbor so come back yeah. next week sure. um chad what's the best movie of 2001 the Fellowship of the Ring, and you can find me on social media oh, platforms right. at Chad A. Oliver. You can find the show at We Pick Picks on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Mark, uh, where can people find you? And what do you think is the best movie of 2001? Um, you can find me on just Wallington Mark everywhere, and it's Fellowship of the Ring. It's pretty clear here. Cody, all of that same to you. Uh, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. Um, and the best movie of 2001 is Fellowship of the Ring. Remember, everyone, classes will dull your mind. Yo, I might fuck around and watch Freddy Got Fingered.